Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Wall of Power Radio Hour. This is your host, Paul Metza. We have a fascinating and great guest on tonight, a man I've been wanting to get on the show for over a year. Charles Pierce is an American sports writer, a political blogger for Esquire.com, a liberal pundit, and an author. And like Jack Kerouac, he was also a forest ranger. He has written for the New York Times, L.A. Times, Chicago Tribune, Boston Globe, Sports Illustrated, and more. I've been following uh, his work on Esquire.com for a couple of years. In my eyes and ears and mind, he's a cross between Mark Twain, David Carr, and Hunter Thompson, minus the classy narcotics, although he just was at the dentist yesterday, so I can't vouch for that. Charles Pierce, thanks for being on the Ball of Power Radio Wall. Hey, Paul, it's great to be here. Hello to all my friends in the Upper Midwest. Oh, yeah. Well, you, uh, you went to Marquette University. I did, and I explored the Upper Midwest, and then my second, I mean, I mean it, it is one of my favorite places in the world. The Great Lakes are, are a natural wonder, uh, which is why I, I do a lot of, a lot of my blogging is, is about threats to the Great Lakes, both from energy, you know, exploration and from, you know, naturally invasive species. So, yes, I am a very big fan of, of Minnesota, Wisconsin, Michigan, that whole area. And, uh... We found, because we, we were kind of email buddies, you're also a big fan of Green Belt beer. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, remember, I mean, when I, when I went to school, which was the, the early to mid-70s, there were all these local breweries. There were five operating independently owned breweries in Milwaukee at that point. Mm-hmm. Uh, Schlitz, Miller, Paps, Blatt's, and I, the fifth one I can never remember. And there, you know, there was also, there was Hams, there was Stroh's in Michigan, there was Green Belt. Uh, you know, and now they're, I mean, they're all owned, they're all owned by Belgian conglomerates now. Right, right. I, was there Pfeiffer? Do you remember Pfeiffer? Pfeiffer I do not remember, but I remember <laughs> Point. Oh, yeah, and well. I remember, and I remember Leinenkugel makes a great lager beer, just a straight lager beer, which you can't find anywhere except in certain areas in Wisconsin, but they're selling their craft beers all over America. Well, you know, in the early 80s, Leinenkugel was considered an imported beer. Uh, it was very popular in a club I played called the 400 bar on the West Bank where other such luminaries as Willie Murphy, Kerner Rank, Glover played. Uh, was just a beautiful uh, corner bar, but Leinenkugel was the beer on tap, and I remember Robert Christgau came to town in 84 to check out uh, the replacements, and uh, we shipped a case of Leinenkugel's back with him to New York City. So. Oh, I'm telling you, that would, that, that's, a, that's a hell of a going away present. <laughs> I remember I, I remember when Tony Glover used to review records for Rolling Stone. Oh my God, yeah. And he... Um, of course, did that great uh, How to Play Harmonica book on Oak. And uh, it's actually, uh, I just uh, interviewed uh, Charlie McGoy and Pop Wagner, two great uh, folk singers that are going to be playing with Tony Glover uh, this uh, this coming week uh, at, a, at a lounge doing the seventh, 75th anniversary of Woody Guthrie's Bound for Glory with songs huh. and stories. Yeah, so Tony's still around. And, uh, well, have you ever been to Minneapolis, Charlie? Oh sure, absolutely. Okay, what do you do? When been, you know, you know, back in the sports writing days, I was there a lot. Sure. Now, so uh, that and, and St. Paul, for that matter. So, who were you covering sports wise up here? Oh, I mean, when the Red Sox would go play the Twins, I'd, and I was writing sports columns at, at the Boston Herald, I'd go out with them for two or three days. Mm-hmm. Uh, I made a bunch of visits when I was in college. Uh, like I said, we drove all you know, for our friends of mine and I drove all over the Midwest. You know, all the little towns in Wisconsin. Yeah. Hayward, Wisconsin. Hayward, Wisconsin went home with the International Lumberjack Championship. Oh, heck yeah. And it's also <laughs> got, I, I, I also believe in Hayward, they have the uh, uh, the National Museum for the Muskie. That's right. Their National Freshwater Fishing Hall of Fame. <laughs> That's right. Which, for a while, was shaped like a muskie. Yeah, right, right. But was, now they have an actual building, which is kind of like, it's kind of sad for me. <laughs> but uh, you used to be able to walk up into the muskie's mouth. <laughs> and get your picture taken. And they had like they had like like you know guardrails in the muskie's mouth so you wouldn't fall out. And it looked like the muskie was wearing braces. <laughs> and the great thing about Hayward though is, you know, if you if, if you own a bar up there and you catch a big muskie, you put it behind glass behind the bar like Lennon. You know, <laughs> I went into this I went into this one fisherman bar up there a long time ago, and there was this giant musky behind glass the guy had stuffed it preserved it or whatever i think it was his grand i think his grandfather caught it actually <laughs> well the beautiful thing about uh uh where i'm from the iron range i live in northeast minneapolis and wisconsin and most of those small towns it's it's bar bar church bar church bar bar church church bar uh, 
hockey rink. Yeah, and hockey rink. Barbara yeah. Church hockey rink. <laughs> yeah. Well, Charlie, I'm. Uh, we are. One show is not going to do it with you. Like I said, we're going to do Check in with yeah. Charlie once a month because uh, you uh, are so on top of the political scene. And uh, I read you every day. I mean, you blog sometimes two or three times a day. Um, well, it's a target-rich environment these days, you know. Oh, my. Tell me about it. You, and, can't, you can't take five minutes off. Oh, no doubt. Well, and if anybody's out there, I, I follow Charlie on Twitter and a bunch of other folks. Charlie's at Charles P. Pierce, P-I-E-R-C-E. Uh, at Twitter, I highly suggest you follow him. What I like about you, Charlie, you kind of get to the uh, uh, to what's happening with with the matter, but you do it with a certain sense of humor, so you don't want to put a gun to your head by, by the end of when you're reading one of your blogs. Well, no, I mean, I mean, I you know, all of my I, I'm a, a product of what used to be called the alternative press. Mm-hmm. That's where I learned my chops at the Boston Phoenix, and then I moved on to work at the Boston Herald, which is a Rupert Murdoch tabloid. Wow. So the renegade side of the business is pretty much where I learned my trade. Well, in general, And, of course, you know, I mean, you're, you know, I was influenced by the, what they called the new journalism in the 1970s. Right. Uh, well, which included Hunter, obviously, and everyone else. Uh, but, you know, I, I, you know, basically, I, I, as my, I don't know, as my blogging avatars, I take most of, you know, I take as, most of the troublemakers in the history of my profession. Right. Well, you know, Ida B. Wells, they're trying to raise, this is something that your listeners should know about. They're trying to raise money to put up a statue to Ida B. Wells, the great African-American journalist who did so much work on lynching. Hmm. And I think it's the 100th year of her, I think it's it's her 100th, you know, 100th year of her birth this year. And some folks are trying to put up a statue to her. So you should go online and check that out. And what's what's the name again? And how's the, uh, Ida, Ida B. Wells. Okay. Ida Barnett Wells. She was an African American woman who who wrote. She lived she lived in Chicago. She originally lived in Memphis, and uh, she wrote. Uh, I think she wrote. I, I, and honestly, because I don't have my my research in front of me, I don't know. I think she wrote for the Nation actually. Back, hmm. You know, you know, the Nation's been around since eighteen fifty seven. Right. So I think she wrote for the Nation. But basically, she was the only journalist in America who was actually covering lynching. Wow. Well, I just saw an interesting thing on Twitter the other day. Somebody posted a, a photo of a woman who predated Rosa Parks by about 10 years. She was a black woman that uh, the cops came on the bus to ask her to get off, and she ripped up the citation and kicked the cop, the cop in the nuts. Oh, well, well that's certainly what, that's what Dr. King might not have approved. But <laughs> Anyway, uh, we're running down. we just got a few sure. minutes left in, in this first um, in this first uh, episode of Four on the Wall of Power Radio. My guest, uh, Charlie Pierce, uh, from Massachusetts, Charlie. Um, you know this the whole Russian thing. It gets curiouser and curiouser. I read your article today online. When are we going to impeach this SOB? Well, you got you need you know you need two thirds of the House, and you're not you're never going to get that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I mean, if you flip the House, maybe, but that's November. I'm not entirely sure we can wait that long. I've been banging the drum for. All they need with, you know, obviously John McCain is not going to be functioning as a senator. Uh, you know, he's fighting for his life down in Arizona, although he's tweeting his, you know, his, his approval as much as he can. You got Jeff Flake and you got Bob Corker, neither of whom, by the way, are running for re-election. Right. They're out. Nothing can be done to them. Mm-hmm. If those two were to go to Chuck Schumer and say, we will caucus with you until things stop being insane, that's the end. Mitch McConnell has no power. Right, right. Because he doesn't have a majority anymore. So you and are... then maybe you can get things done. That's the the only constitutional way I can see to put the brakes on prior to the midterms. Right. Well, would it, be that, and they won't do it, and I, I have no idea why. Well, not and, a clue. And and Flake is such a wishy washy. Well, that's the thing. too, you know. I mean, we've got a, we've got a, we've got a lot of you know what Casey Stengel used to call whiskey courage out of these guys. <laughs> I, you know, I, I know mean, what that is. Know, by I, the way, I guess in the modern era, it's Twitter courage. Right. Well, and this this whole this whole you know um, the whole government now is run by tweets. For God's sakes, I remember <laughs> when when the Senate used to be they used to consider it the world's greatest deliberative body. When's the last sure. time they debated anything in the Senate? For God's sakes. Well, and, and and the debate was unlimited. Yeah. Uh, you know, that was the thing about the Senate. I mean, then they, you know, obviously through the years, that's, you know, that's been cut back until it's, now it's really gone entirely. But, you know, I, you know, it, the power, you know, 
in a legis- in a legis- in a legislature, the power is not necessarily with the majority. Mm-hmm. The power is with who controls the balance. Right. If you've got enough votes that they have to come treat with you for everything, then you've got the power. Mm. And you know, right now, the only way for 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 I would say rational, sane people to get because the house is hopeless. The house is the mm-hmm. house is the you know it's Monkey Island at this point. <laughs> to borrow an album title from the great Jack Allen band and my uh, but, one, but, of, the, one uh, of the greatest bands ever out of Boston. No question. Yeah. Uh, and um, you know they, they're hopeless. They're, nothing's going to happen in the house until November. But the Senate can stop things. And if you can get two Demo- two Republicans to cross the aisle and say, look, we, you know we're not Democrats. We're not going to change parties. But we're going to vote with you guys until things get under control. Then everything stops. Kavanaugh, Supreme Court nomination stops. Uh, you know, appropriation or uh, you know bills. You know, funding the government. You know, that's at risk. And basically, what that means is, well, as I said before, Mitch Mitch McConnell has no power. You know, Charlie. Let's uh, continue this Absolutely. next segment of the Wall of Power Radio. Hour. We'll be back. Number one source of the Twin Cities gay scene is all digital. Follow Twin Cities Gay Scene on Facebook and Twitter. Sign up for the Scene Shot email blast for weekly updates and chances to win great prizes. No app is needed to view the bi-weekly web editions of Scene. It's GLBTQ Media for the mobile generation. Find it all at TwinCitiesGayScene.com. That's TwinCitiesGayScene.com. This is Laura Hedlund with Food Freedom Radio. We want a regenerative revolution. What's that? It's a food system that works for water, soil, pollinators, and people. How do we get it? Maybe by being a little more lazy. So this summer, we're looking for lazy good food recipes. We're talking about how do we create a sane, kind food system. Food Freedom Radio, Saturdays at 8 a.m. or anytime on podcast. AM 950, the progressive voice of Minnesota. Lowry Hill Meats, your neighborhood full-service butcher shop that works directly with family farms. Using whole animals gives Lowry Hill Meats the benefit of preparing custom cuts and dry aging. They offer beef, lamb, goat, pork, and poultry, including whole duck, roasting hens, turkey, quail, pheasant, and Cornish hens. Their sausages are made fresh in-house weekly using 40 rotating recipes. Try their handcrafted sandwiches. They are second to none. Lowry Hill Meats is located at 1934 Hennepin Avenue in Minneapolis or online at LowryHillMeats.com. I'm Steve Conklin. And I'm Jake DeRoff. We're the hosts of the Mortgage Talk Show, Sundays at 1230. Steve, what are we going to talk about this week? This week, we discuss why 70% of millennials regret buying a home, why mortgage rates are so high, and what is a jumbo loan and why do a jumbo loan. Check us out for more information. Email us any questions at mortgagetalkshow.com. Tune in to the Mortgage Talk Show every Sunday at 1230 on AM 950. Hi, Matt McNeil for Rudy Luther Toyota. With summertime here, my family is super excited about the road trips we'll be taking in our Toyota Sienna. We're going to be putting a lot of miles in, but a Sienna is the most comfortable way to drive. Plenty of room for the five of us to stretch out and enjoy the ride, even with the dog and all of our gear tagging along. Safety and reliability are key, and Rudy Luther Toyota Siennas are the most safe, most reliable vehicles we've ever driven. Test drive one yourself at Rudy Luther Toyota, the southeast corner of 394 and 169 in Golden Valley. Hi, this is Matt from the Green Home Doctors. Did you know approximately 80% of our homes in our area are not sealed and insulated properly? A typical home has air leakage equivalent to that of a large open window. Green Home Doctors has treated thousands of homes with their special diagnostic equipment and can prescribe the appropriate remedy for your house. Stop air conditioning your whole neighborhood this summer. Call today and take advantage of rebates from Excel Energy and CenterPoint Energy. Visit greenhomedr.com. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the Wall of Power Radio Hour. We have just a great guest uh, tonight, Charles Pierce from Massachusetts, a blogger, writer, just all-around cool liberal cat. Uh, this is your host, Paul Messer. Charlie, let's talk a little bit about, uh, so you talked about uh, growing up writing for the uh, Boston Phoenix, a great uh, alternative weekly, which I believe is not there anymore. 
Nope, it it, uh, it folded in March of 2013. Wow, and then this year we saw the demise of the Village Voice. Sure, I mean, it, 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 no no form of, of print media has been hit harder by the changes in the industry than the, than the alt press. Hmm. You know, and, and you know, basically it's moved to the net. Right. I mean, the same spirit, the same, you know, the same attitude, the same ability to write with voice has moved pretty much completely to the Internet now. Who, who would, if you would give us, uh, you know, two, three, or four examples of people uh, in my listening audience and myself that should read on the net, who would those be? Well, uh, I mean, you know, I, among the aggre- among the aggregator sites, the you know, the, you know, the, the first, you know, couple. I always, I always go to Talking Points uh, memo, Josh, Josh Marshall site. Sure, I, uh, I do. Uh, you know, I go. You know, I, I, I bang around a bunch of liberal sites. I, no More Mr. Nice blog is a really nice, well-done individual blog, uh, which also has an alphabetized blog role, which I love. Uh, certainly Lawyers, Guns, and Money is at the top of my list. Hmm. Uh, they've got great historians working there, uh, you know, military historians, regular historians. Scotland Muse is a terrific legal correspondent. And then basically I seek out bylines. You know, Dahlia Lithwick at Slate is a mm-hmm. is, is a must is a must read. Uh, you know, and and you know, I, I, I'm a little bit, I'm choking a little bit now because there are so many of them. But uh, I think you know the New York Magazine Daily Intelligencer does a great job. Jonathan Chait, Ned Kilgore. Uh, you know, and for for humor, I mean, if you can find T Bog anymore, go find him. Walk well, certainly is you know you know lights up my day. Right. Uh, so I mean, I mean, you you could develop your own kind of community of interest on the web if you do it right. Mm-hmm. And just like any you know, any form of written communication, if you do it right, it works really well. If you do it badly, it works badly. Well, you know, it's funny. Um, I, you know, for years, you'd see, you'd see the millennials walking around with their phones, and I was poo-pooed that. Now that I've turned into one of those guys, that uh, <laughs> checking out Twitter at every coffee stop and, and uh, bar and shot uh, saloon I stop into, um, uh, I've, uh, number one, I feel a tad guilty, but on the other hand, the amount of information you can glean quickly. Like I love Amy Siskind. She, you know, oh yeah, she follows. You know, she she puts up the uh, you know, fifteen things that Trump lied about today, and she's got right. she's got a list. But the other guy who I really love, and uh, I've seen you appear. Uh, I don't know if I've seen you appear together. I imagine you have. Would be a GOP strategist uh, Rick Wilson. Yeah, I know Rick. We've never done anything, you know, together. But I, I, Rick and I were were together at the uh, Texas Tribune uh, Festival last uh, fall. He was doing a panel, and I was doing a panel, and we sat around after the panel and chatted. I like Rick a lot. I mean, I'd like American politics to get back on balance, so I could go back to hating Rick again. <laughs> Not right now, you sort of have to hang with this guy. Yeah, right. Well, and uh, I, you know, I, I have a firm disagreement with his with his. Uh, Gun, gun philosophy, but uh, that being said, he's pretty on the money these days. Well, you've, play, you've played a lot of clubs, I'm sure, where it's pretty good not to have guns. <laughs> where it's well, pretty good not to let the Patriots go. What was, what was, what, what, what was, LeVon Helm once had a great description of the clubs they used to play with Ronnie Hawkins. He said, you had to puke twice and show somebody you're nice before they let you in. <laughs> well, and then, you, of course, in the last walls, uh, yeah. Robbie Robson talks about uh, Playing a club in Dallas that was run by none other than, none other than Jack Ruby, well, about whom I understand a certain prominent Midwest folk singer has written a terrific song. <laughs> Jack Ruby, Jack Ruby, it's a Panama cap. hat. Whoever taught you to shoot a pistol like that? You snuck in the basement. You stood in the back. Jack Ruby, Jack Ruby, and a cabin hat. I will. You know how I wrote that tune, Charlie. I was. Um, I was about to ask. How did you have? I think it may be. You know, I, when when I listened to to. to uh, Harry Smith, you know the, the right, Harry sure. Smith collection of American folk music. You know, those they had guys writing folk songs about Charles Guiteau, <laughs> one of the most obscure assassins in the world history. Right. So I had to ask. I said, "This isn't in that spirit. How the hell did you decide to write a song about Jack Ruby?" Well, you know, I was seven years old when I saw uh, went through the JFK assassination, and I was actually watching them lead Oswald down into the basement at the... I, I, I saw it, I saw it on, on live TV, too. It was amazing. It was really the first reality TV show. Yeah, it was the, also the first major television event. Yeah. And so, of course, that, that was the first time that uh, 
in my Iron Range uh, white middle class family that uh, the whole concept of evil entered. Um, mm-hmm. So we were, you know, very aware of there's this, as a young kid, that there's this whole other world that your mom and dad didn't necessarily tell you about because you didn't need to know then. But I always thought uh, over the years that Jack Ruby had a real poetic sound to it. His real name, of course, was Jack Rubenstein. So I had. Oh yeah, I, yeah. I understand. For me, I understand completely. Yeah. Yeah. So I, uh, I've collected. Geez, I have you know twenty books uh, on it. I've been to Dealey Plaza twice. I've been behind the grassy knoll, and, and to the right of the grassy knoll, if you go down, you can see a little entryway into. It will take you to the bottom of the street, underneath where some theories say uh, the gunman at the grassy knoll. Exited through yeah. and and by so and you can really feel the vibe and and the sixth floor museum at the Texas Book Depository I highly recommend yeah. everybody. I remember the the very first time I ever saw it I went to Dallas for uh, a basketball game and I stayed at the Marriott right down by what used to be Reunion Arena I don't think Reunion Arena is there anymore and I, I got in at like ten o'clock at night so I went right to bed and and I closed the blinds and I went to bed I didn't have to go do anything for the game the following night. And I woke up in the morning, and I ordered my breakfast in room service, and I opened the curtains, and there it was. The only plaza was right in front of me. Wow. And it looked exactly like it always looked. Right, right. And that, that is just imprinted in all of our all of our minds. I was just down in Memphis at the Lorraine Motel, the Civil Rights Museum. Oh, they've done a great job down there, haven't oh, they? Oh, it's phenomenal. It's very, you know, I, I was there for four hours. I could have been there all day. But to get back, uh, before we end the second episode here with sure. Charlie Pierce, the Wall of Power where you are, what really spurred me to write Jack Ruby, I always knew there was a song there. And, uh, you know, I grew up uh, with the, uh, uh, you know, listen to Pete Seeger and Woody Guthrie and Bob Dylan. Yeah. And, and I love, you know, John Hardy and all those old outlaw tunes. But I was reading the newspaper and Jack Ruby's brother was selling some of Jack Ruby's artifacts to pay off a tax lien including his Kavanaugh hat and boom, really? yeah. And boom. The hat he was wearing that day. Yeah. And, wow. uh, and so, boom, it just came. I mean, it was one of those lines that sure. just was given to you by, by the, you know, by, by the muse, by the muse. Yes. By the muse. <laughs> so, so that's how that, uh, and I, so I put all, all my books uh, on the floor and, uh, took me, I stayed up all night long and I wrote it. I had one line left. I called my good friend David Carr in the morning. I said, um, uh, David, I need a, a phrase here in this line. And, and uh, it's not my head. I can't remember. It said stock and trade. So anyway, a little bit of the great David Carr's in that song. Yeah, I, I, he's one I never met. And I'm really, I'm very sorry I never did. Oh, I could tell you stories about him. Oh, a lot of people have, believe me. <laughs> I'm in page five of this book, Night of the Gun. We'll leave it right there, Trevor. we got Charlie Pierce on. We'll be uh, back with him. And uh, for the rest of the show on the Wall of Power. Not all poor men are honest. Not all rich men are thieves. But the rich man owns the orchard. You know, the poor man rakes the leaves. And as the world goes around, said, all I want to ask is... If the rich man owns the land, why must a poor man pay the taxes? Summer is the season to clean. For roof, siding, garage floors, decks, and more, Blue Sky Services can help you out. Anything that can be power washed, Blue Skies can safely soft wash. A power washing alternative that doesn't damage your home. So don't wait until it's too late and you need to replace things. Call Blue Sky Services at 651-447-4484. And tell them that you're an AM950 listener to save up to $100 in July only. That is 651-447-4484. Call now to save on July services. Next time on Philosophy Talk, does science overreach? Science is supposed to discover objective truths. But some scientists claim a monopoly on the discovery of truth. Isn't that arrogant? Championing science doesn't have to mean rejecting other forms of knowledge. Well, tell that to scientists who dismiss things like religion and philosophy. Does science overreach? Next time on Philosophy Talk. Philosophy Talk, every Sunday at 8 a.m. and again at 2 p.m. on AM 950. Stages Theatre Company is dedicated to creating a space where diverse opinions, courageous dialogue, and community engagement is not only valued, but vital to our shared artistic and educational success. Stages Theatre Company creates a welcoming home for all. 
For over 30 years, Stages has supported quality theater programming for children. Stages gives opportunities for youth to be on stage, backstage, in the audience, and in the classroom. Whether you come to see a show, enroll a young person in a workshop, or benefit from their outreach programs in the community, Stages brings art to life. Learn about Stages Theater by going to stagestheater.org and become part of the magic of live theater by taking your family to an amazing show or enrolling someone you love in an education program. Stages Theater Company operates out of the Hopkins Center for the Arts, located in Main Street in the heart of downtown Hopkins. For more information on Stages Theater, go to stagestheater.org. That's stagestheater.org. As with their Eat Street sister on Nicollet Avenue, the Bad Waitress at 700 Central and Northeast is committed to working with local purveyors and serving organic food whenever possible. But the Northeast location is a bit more grown up. This finer diner has a full bar serving craft cocktails and a brand new inventive dinner menu, including the chicken and waffle, with roasted half chicken, bourbon pickled jalapeno corn waffle, and a roasted poblano gravy. Check out the Northeast menu at thebadwaitress.com. Hi, this is Kirk Duckwell with the House Geeks Real Estate Show on AM950, sponsored by Bricks Real Estate. If you're thinking of selling your home, check us out at housegeeks.com. With over 250 sales last year, we would love to help you sell your home too. Contact us today and see how our listings sell faster and for up to 8.9% more than the Twin Cities market average, potentially netting you thousands more in your pocket. Again, go to housegeeks.com today. With your AM950 weather, I'm Sam Turnberg. Tonight will be partly cloudy with a low around 61. Tomorrow will be mostly sunny with a high near 81. Monday, mostly sunny with a high near 82. Tuesday, sunny with a high near 83. And Wednesday, partly sunny with a high near 76. The Eat Local Minnesota Restaurant of the Week is Cafe Latte, a gourmet cafeteria with an ever-changing selection of award-winning salads, sandwiches, and soup. Come try desserts available whole or by the slice on Victoria and Grand in St. Paul with more details at eatlocalminnesota.com. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the Wall of Power Radio Hour. This is your host, Paul Messon. I'm having a delightful discussion uh, with Charlie Pierce, uh, writer and blogger and liberal pundit. You've probably seen him on CNN, maybe MSNBC. Charlie, they haven't asked you on Fox yet, have they? No, they haven't, actually. As a former Murdoch employee, uh, you know, <laughs> I feel kind of broken up about that. You should have it in there somehow. <laughs> Hey, have you ever hung out personally with Rachel Maddow? Because I heard she's a supreme mixologist. She loves her classic cocktails. Uh, yeah, not, not, I haven't hung out in that uh, capacity. When I when I published Idiot America, uh, I was on. I, she was the first interview I did on TV. Oh, really? And then she she was she was in town the night that Scott Brown won the Senate seat, broadcasting from Doyle's, the you know Irish American political theme park bar in Jamaica Plain. <laughs> Which is not far from where I used to live. Playgirls Man of the Year, was I hung out with her and the crew, but uh, she wasn't mixing anything that night. <laughs> but she is, she is one of those cocktail people. Yes, yeah, and near as I can tell. Now, doesn't she live in Massachusetts as well? She lives out the Berkshires. Yeah, yeah. Uh, out, I don't know the name of the town. There's dozens of small towns out there, uh, but she lives up, you know, with her 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 partner, and apparently she does a lot of fishing. Actually, hmm. we uh, should get her to Hayward. Ever go for yeah, right, right. We'll bring her in for the the musky tournament. You and you and Rachel, we could do a live remote. The three of us, exactly. Wouldn't that be a ball? And uh, Charlie, when did uh, you really start getting interested in writing? Sixth grade. Okay. Uh, it, it's funny. I was I was at a, a writer's thing, and there were five of us on the panel, and three of us mentioned that we were in fifth, sixth grade when some teacher told us that they liked something we written. It was the first kind of adult phrase you got from someone outside your family. In my case, it was Sister Marie DePaul okay. in uh, sixth grade at, at St. Peter's School in Worcester. And that's what I wanted to do. I, wanted, you know, that, I didn't know how or what field or where I wanted to go, but that's basically what I wanted to do. And then, you know, you get, you know, informed by what you read as you grow up. Right. And you develop a voice out of that. And in my case, it was also helped along by... The writing of people like, you know, your friend, Mr. Dillon and Pete Townsend. Right. Well, you know, it's funny, and I, I can't remember the exact timeline, but uh, uh, when I had, um, when I was thinking about writing a book, I think it was 
boy, eight years ago now, 20, 2010, I met this guy actually online who had written something about Dylan, uh, and I got a hold of him. He was a writer and an agent. Uh, and ah. I sent him some stuff. Uh, his name will come to me soon. But I sent him some stuff because I had a you know stack of stuff in drawers because I write prose, poetry, songs, and uh, usually all after midnight. Uh, so some I can actually understand my handwriting in the morning. Some I can't. A lot of bar napkin uh, ideas as well, uh, which I'm sure you've experienced that. When the muse strikes, you just write it down. Yeah, you you got to have something to write down, absolutely. Yeah, so anyway, so I sent him some stuff. I said, hey, I've got a uh, drawer full of writings. I said, can I send you some stuff? And could you give me an objective view on, uh, you know, on following this writing and the stories? And he read it and got back to me and said, I think you've got the beginning of a book. Uh, so I cut a deal with him. I needed, it, it was a fair deal. It was 1500 bucks. 500 a month, he'd help me edit it, and then pitch it, and if he got me a deal, he wouldn't take a commission, but of course wanted to keep help editing it. So I needed my first 500, and I had this uh, guitar, this Blue Ridge guitar, made in Korea beautiful, kind of a J45, and I put it up on Facebook, and a fellow by the name of Gary Popovich uh, ended up <laughs> buying the guitar. Right. And I didn't even know Gary. Somehow we just happened. We had a mutual Facebook friend. So we had a Facebook friend. So then we, I sent him the guitar. He sent me the 500. So that was the beginning of uh, Blue Guitar Highway. And then at some point, um, I don't know if I brought you up or if he brought you up. And Popovich, Pops as we call him, said, Charles Pierce used to be my roommate in college. That's right. At uh, On 24th in Wisconsin. Wow. Small world. And then we were... Kind of uh, ask him, if next time you talk to him, ask him to ask him to tell you about the night the hooker who lived next door set her apartment on fire. <laughs> Which I think is the title of my next song, by the way. Um, <laughs> <laughs> boy, that's got a nice ring to it. Yeah, so it was funny because we were uh, twittering back and forth. You know how Twitter Gary, is. Gary can pick a little bit too. Yeah. Way. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He uh, he actually came out. He was in uh, Minneapolis on business about three years ago. He came and stayed with me and my gal. And so we picked a little bit. Yeah, he's a very, uh, uh, not only a great guy, but uh, a wonderful musician and a musicologist as well. So we had and, great- and I didn't realize this at the time we were living together, or, or I mean, I didn't realize this until very recently, a golf nut. Oh, yeah, he's insane. And a very good player. Yeah, he's insane. Yeah, and he, and, he, and, um, and I guess his gal is, is quite a golfer too. Yes, they, they play, yeah. Uh, I met her uh Oh, the Cotton Bowl a couple of years ago. Charlie, and, uh, I, I, Charlie, I, yeah, I mean, he, he, yeah, uh, he's he's quite a guy. And the, the accidental, you know, it's one of the uh, one of the good things about the internet culture, I guess. Yeah, is oh. that like YouTube people like you and Pop can get together and then wind up talking about me. Yeah, <laughs> and then too, and then you had um, uh, 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 I'm forgetting her first name, a Peplin Jack from Virginia, Minnesota. You knew anime too. Pup, anime pup, Peplin Jack, yeah. uh, an attorney at law in Milwaukee. Yeah, she. Um, She's from Virginia. Yeah, and she, I believe, her brother Jim was also a very good labor attorney. He passed away. Jesus, was in heart attack. Yeah, okay. there's a there's a bakery in her background somewhere too. Peplin right? Jack's Bakery. It's still there. They've got the best filled long john in town and a sloppy Joe to die for. I go there every time I'm back in Virginia, um, on my main street in Virginia, Minnesota town of about 7,500 now. When I graduated from high school in 74, uh, God saw fit to drop the drinking age to 18 years old, and we were able to enjoy on that five-block main drag, which is Chestnut Street, which is why I like to play freight train. Uh, <laughs> my heart down on Chestnut Street was there was Charlie, and we got to bring you and Popovich up to the end range. At the time, in 74, there was 22 bars in five blocks. That sounds that sounds about like the about like the Milwaukee of my college days. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I remember I took a buddy up when I first moved to Minneapolis. I took him up to the range, and so there was two of my buddies from the range, and myself and my Minneapolis pal, and and uh, he orders a round. I don't know. Let's pretend we're drinking rum and cokes. And he orders four rum and cokes, and um, uh, waitress comes back and said that'll be four fifty. He said, "No, I wanted to buy." The round. I want to buy all of us. <laughs> she said, "You just did." I, yeah, that's that's. Uh, I, I I tell the story all the time. The very first time I went to a Milwaukee Brewers game my freshman year in college, uh, I sat in the bleachers. The Brewers were terrible, so there were 
plenty of seats available. So I sat down, and a guy came over with a, a, a wooden, like one of those old wooden milk crates, and it was filled with crushed ice, and the, you could only see the tops of the beer bottle. <laughs> and he, he asked me a question I was never asked at a ballpark before. How many do you need? <laughs> well, I, I remember. Said, well, we're not in Fenway anymore. Right, right. Well, I remember Superior, Wisconsin, which we lovingly refer to as Soup Down. We drove down. Uh, Buddy had a, uh, this is good, 80, 72. We drove down because we heard that uh, they had a pretty lax drinking regulations at the bar in Superior. So I went to a place called uh, Tommy Burns's Bar. I remember. Uh, Beers were a quarter, shots were 50 cents. And I had, my grandpa owned a bar, but of course I'd never drank at a bar. I, I didn't really even drink that much at all. I was more of a, uh, I liked the, the herbal side of uh, mood <laughs> elevation at the time. Still do to a certain extent. But anyway, so I went up to the bar and it was about 10 in the morning and there was you know, four of us and uh, uh, the bartender came up, an old, old, uh, older gentleman said, what do you have? I said, oh, you know, I'm thinking about I've seen this in cowboy movies, right? I said, I'll have a beer. He goes, Let, let's try that again. <laughs> so I look to the guy next to me and I go, I'll have a Budweiser. And he goes, that's better. <laughs> oh, man. Well, we could talk about all kinds of things. Uh, before I forget, I want to give uh, you an invitation to come to Minneapolis. Then we're going to hike up to the Iron Range. Oh, man. I, I, I love it. We'll, we'll, uh, we'll, you we'll, know, we'll, yeah. You know, we got. We also got to keep. We got to keep. Uh, we got to keep the energy. To, the energy industry's hands off the boundary waters. Oh yeah, absolutely. Well, of course, you know, I as you know, I had Richard Painter, who's running for um, yeah for Al Franken's seat, and he is on fire on that issue because all those both the Chilean um, uh, company, the mining, yeah, yeah, that wants to go into the boundary waters, and then there's another company that wants to do. It's called Paul. And there's two two issues. Pauling Met, which is just a little bit uh, east of my hometown, and then right by the boundary, boundary waters, which is Twin Metals. Uh, the Twin Metals group is owned out of Chile, uh, right. and, and the guy that runs that company is also Ivanka Trump's landlord. Landlord, that's right. Yeah. I've written about. I've written about. This. It's a horrible company too, by the way. They're 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 you know mines and and and. Operations in Chile are just dreadful, yeah. absolutely dreadful. And then the, uh, the the people that are running the polymet operation, number one, it's that Oleg, whatever, the guy we've been reading about, the Russian oligarch, and they yeah. do, and one of the, the main guys, what was his name, Tony something or other, he ran the BP operation that blew up in the Gulf. Well, it's naturally, he's been promoted, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> so these are the folks that are, but you know, the problem is, and I get it, man, I, I grew up, I'm a Iron Range Prairie Populist, longtime DFLer. Yeah. I, I did vote for uh, Jesse Ventura, played it as inaugural, and I also voted for Arnie Carlson, who is a uh, great Republican. I remember Arnie. Yeah. In fact, I, cover, I wrote about Jesse's inaugural for Esquire. Oh, man. Did, did, I spent the first week in office with him. Oh, incredible. I, I put together a meeting. I was trying to get Farm Aid here in 99. Willie Nelson, Jesse Ventura, myself, and a promoter. And uh, so... Willie is, is pitching his deal about the full parity for the farmers, and uh, Jesse's got his deal, limited government, blah, blah, blah. And at some point, now Willie drove down, I set it up, Willie was playing up at a casino up in Hinkley about an hour and a half north of Minneapolis. He drove all the way down in his bus to meet Jesse, and Jesse goes, you know, Willie, when, I, uh, <clears throat> when I'm out in the barn with the horses, it's Willie Nelson all day long, but when I go back inside, it's only in america right and then and then his and then his wife terry came in with a bunch of swag from the state fair and kind of smoothed everything over we didn't get to farm aid there but i was able to uh hang out with willie and his bus and you know where that one went well i can imagine i can imagine the herbal side of life was very (laughs) vigorously pursued Uh, smoke me up, uh, roll me up and smoke me when I die. I bet Charlie Pierce and I are going to have him for uh, one more segment on the wall of power. We are just having a delight here. So we'll just uh, see you guys in a little bit.
this is Ellen Krug from Hidden Edges Radio. When I'm not on the radio, I'm standing in front of audiences training about diversity and inclusion and on how to be welcoming to others who are different from us. More than ever, employers and organizations need professional diversity and inclusion training. I can offer that training through my company, Human Inspiration Works, LLC. I'd love to make your workplace or organization more welcoming. For more information, go to humaninspirationworks.com. Thank you. Burger Moe's gorgeous patio is open for the season. Enjoy nightly happy hours, more than 60 beers on tap, and the weather while you watch your favorite game on the outdoor screen. And don't miss live music Thursdays, Fridays, and Saturdays. Offering 20 fresh, never-frozen burger varieties, Burger Moe's also offers delicious appetizers, soups, salads, as well as unburgers, dogs, paninis, shakes, and desserts. Burger Moe's is located at 242 West 7th Street in St. Paul with plenty of free parking and online at BurgerMoe's.com. It's a good day to be indigenous. Native Earths Radio presents I'm Awake. Our weekly Native American talk radio show will discuss national and local Native American news and events. Local and national guests will help us keep current with Mother Earth, tribal, and Twin City issues. Native American issues are human issues. We invite all people to walk hand-in-hand with our struggles, victories, and achievements. Listen Saturdays at 2 p.m. I am awake. The number one source of the Twin Cities Gay Scene is all digital. Follow Twin Cities Gay Scene on Facebook and Twitter. Sign up for the Scene Shot email blast for weekly updates and chances to win great prizes. No app is needed to view the bi-weekly web editions of Scene. It's GLBTQ Media for the mobile generation. Find it all at TwinCitiesGayScene.com. That's TwinCitiesGayScene.com. Hi, Gregory Rich, owner of Habitation Furnishing and Design and host of Drink in the Style right here on AM 950. Hey, I've only got a few seconds, so here's the deal. Habitation is the coolest furniture store in town. Not only have we got some of the most exceptional furniture in the cities, but in many cases, Habitation can offer you store credit on your existing furniture. Stop in, talk to one of our designers, and let us help you make your home exceptional. Habitation Furnishing and Design, 4317 Excelsior Boulevard in St. Louis Park. Brending Electrolysis on Grand Avenue in St. Paul has been a leader in permanent hair removal for people of all skin types and backgrounds for over 30 years. Celebrating diversity and priding themselves on finding the right treatment plan for each client's individual needs, regardless of race or gender. Services include electrolysis, body waxing, facials, microneedling, and permanent makeup. Book your 60-minute complimentary consultation, including a 15-minute treatment today, for beautiful, lasting results. Visit BrendingElectrolysis.com. Welcome back to the Ball of Power Radio Wall. This is the fourth episode. This is your host, Paul Nelson. I'm having a ball talking to my, uh, my buddy, Charlie Pierce, on the other end. He wrote a the last segment talking about the moon. And I just want to, what I wanted to get to was, I get it. Uh, Number one, uh, you know, I'm a, what they call up there, a tree hugger. And now I'm a 612-er as opposed to the 218-er, which is the area codes. Um, But it's such a short term. I mean, these, either of these mines, it's it's 20 or tops. And at some point, they're going to bring in the robots. In the meantime, we're sitting in, uh, from Lake Superior North, we're sitting on 20% of the world's fresh water and the next big fight after oil, Charlene, I'm sure you can tell us more about this is going to be water rights and water issues. Sure. I mean, the, the wars over water are already starting, right? Uh, you know, you got, you got privatization of, of water here in the United States, but obviously more extensively in the third, in what we used to call the third world countries. Uh, yeah, that's going to be the next one because the, because we can find a way to get energy without oil. We can't find a way to, to survive without water. Right. right. With, the, with the population exploding, climate change. Uh, it's one of, the, one of the reasons why I'm never going to move out of Minnesota is I'm a double Scorpio, a water sign. Plus, I hate business things. But anyway, Charlie, let's uh, – <laughs> we just have I'm a – I'm not real fond of them myself. No, well, To be no. perfectly honest with you. <laughs> So, I'm a tree hugger, but I'm not a viper hugger. Yeah, there you go. So there is now, uh, I, I mean, I think pretty much of us realize that uh, uh, Trump is, is completely owned to, for, 
for whatever reasons, certainly owned uh, by uh, Putin and his cronies. But now you're starting to see the the uh, influence of the Russian money and the NRA and then all the Republicans, yeah. House and Senate. And it's just like, you know, like that great Lenny Bruce line. He goes, just because you're paranoid doesn't mean they're not following you. No, I think that, you know, I think that, that the prosecution of uh, Maria Butina is going to is going to open the floodgates. And I think that's I think it's going to I, I think it's going to be a nice window into why a lot of Republicans are nervous about doing anything about the crazy president we have. Well, because the, there's Russian money all over the Republican Party. I would guarantee it. And, there's Russian money all over the conservative think tanks, the, the conservative movement, conservative media. I guarantee you it, it, that that she's the tip of the iceberg. Um, and you know what I like about that name, Butina? The, red, the red-haired gun mall. Yeah, Butina, and it rhymes with subpoena. It does. Very good. <laughs> See, that's why you're a songwriter. <laughs> so, what do you... Um, maybe we should maybe we should get her a Kavanaugh hat. What do you think? Yeah, I'm... You know, actually, somebody about three, uh, three weeks ago at a gig brought me about a 1910 John Kavanaugh hat box. I'll oh, that's tremendous. I can't believe you don't have people throwing them at you <laughs> during gigs. Oh, man. You know, Tom okay. Jones gets underwear, you get Kavanaugh hat. Yeah, and the occasional tomato. But, uh, uh, so, Charlie, we've only got about four minutes left. So, sure. you know, there's so many, I mean, every day there's a new, there's a new uh, conflict of interest. There's a new uh, light that's shed on, an, on a nefarious deal. And number one, the Republicans are, are most of them, I believe, are complicit, but they have no um, energy to investigate any of this. And it's coming at us so fast and furiously, we can't keep up with. So what I want to ask Charlie Pierce, is there a silver lining in all of this? Well, I think that, you know, you're, you're seeing a level of street activism we haven't seen since the 60s. Right. And I think that's I think that's a, a cause for some optimism. You're seeing a raft of very very interesting new candidates at the both at the state and local level and at the congressional level. Uh, Alexandria Ocasio Cortez is a great politician. Right. She doesn't really know it yet, I don't think, but she really is. Uh, Connor Lamb is a terrific. You know, we've got you know in my state alone, we've got you know uh, Elizabeth Warren and. You know, Joseph Kennedy III is you my know, congressman. Can I jump in there for a sec, Charlie? I did sure. that. I played uh, uh, the Humphrey Mondale dinner, which is the big fundraiser, oh. uh, every year in downtown Minneapolis. One year it was in St. Paul. But uh, about three or four years ago, uh, I played the you know entrance music, the exit music, and then the Star Spangled Banner at some point. But Elizabeth Warren spoke, and I hung out with her backstage. And she's like hanging out with your sixth grade librarian. She's oh, neat. she's a hoot, isn't she's she? mild, and she's like your your favorite aunt. When she yeah. got on that stage, she blew the roof off the place. And I told my girlfriend, I said, "I'm going to go out and get a bumper sticker tomorrow and make a thousand that say Hillary Who." <laughs> yeah, she's a she's a piece of work. She is. I, I've I knew her before she be, before she ran for office because I used her on, as a source on stories during the financial collapse. Hmm. You know, she was the go she, that's when she first got famous. She went on with John Stewart. Right. Uh, you know, she was the expert on, on on, you know, kind of why the the bubble popped and, you know, essentially mortgage and, and medical induced bankruptcies. She was the go to source. So I got to know her and and, 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 and her husband Bruce Mann who's uh, a, a brilliant professor of colonial law wow. and early uh, early American Republic law. And, you know, she's just, I mean, she's, I, I'm less objective about her than I, I have been about any politician who's ever lived. Yeah, right. Oh, I totally get it. Let's, uh, she has an incredible capacity of explaining complicated things so that dopes like me can understand. Yeah. So, well, and I feel the same way about you, Charlie, because um, uh, you've got a great sense of history. Uh, I love your, your acidic take. You've got a great sense of humor. You're click. Collectivalisms are phenomenal. What the hell is a shabeen? Oh, it's an, it, well. It, it actually, it's an interesting story. A shabeen was was a, a an illegal saloon in Ireland, which trafficked both in bootleg whiskey called poteen and whiskey that was not ta- that was avoiding the taxes of the British Empire. Hmm. It, there aren't many of them left, obviously, because there's no British Empire anymore. 
But the word Shabin has now moved to South Africa. Wow. If you Google Shabin, your your first five or six entries will be from South Africa. Yeah, because they sprung they sprung up in the towns and the in the townlands under apartheid. That's phenomenal. Charlie, we just got thirty seconds left. Um in a in a perfect world in Charlie Pierce's perfect dream world, who would run for president and vice president in twenty twenty? Uh you know, I, I think I mean, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be a loyalist if I didn't say I, I. I really don't want Elizabeth Warren to run because I want her to be my senator for the next twenty years. Right. Uh, I think she's moving toward it, and if she's moving toward it, I would. I would say her. And as for vice president, uh, you know, I wouldn't want to go with Joe Kennedy because she can't have two people from Massachusetts. Right. Uh, but you know, somebody of a young rising star, maybe maybe a state senator from somewhere. Okay. You're somebody who's worked at the ground level. My um, my pick uh, hits to click would be Sally Yates, President Michael Avenatti, VP. Charlie Pierce, thank you so much. We're going to have check in with Charlie once a month on the Wall of Power I, Radio. I Art. look forward to it, Paul. Okay, brother, you have a wonderful day. You too, pal. Bye bye. Okay, bye. Thanks for listening to the Wall of Power Radio Hour. The show is produced by Paul Metza, engineered by Eric Nelson, and recorded in the basement of the AM 950 studios in Eden Prairie, which is neither Eden nor a prairie. Watch my TV show, Wall of Power TV, every Saturday night. If you have Comcast, get on Channel 6 at 8 and 11.30 p.m. or stream from mcn6.org. And remember, like my dad used to tell me, remember to be kind and make someone happy. Some make the high